The following podcast contains explicit language and content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Guest Bookie Podcast, where two married guys share stories of paranormal encounters, urban legends, true crime, and other scary things from around the world. I'm Andres. And I'm Kevin. And we have not seen you guys in a while or talked to it you feels all like in it a while. At least. Well, because we recorded the episode, the last episode, before we went to Cancun and scheduled it to automatically come out. It was like a week out, too. Yeah. So, like, we literally have not recorded in almost like more than a month, right? Yep. A month and a week? Mm hmm. It's weird, but you guys have been coming through with those messages on Instagram and emails, so we do see them and we try to answer them. Everyone's so supportive. Yeah. Um. So, what's been going on? I know that's usually your line. I, uh. Nothing. Well, working. boring. Sorry. Working and working and working. We're so busy at work right now. Do you want to talk about Cancun? We had a good time. Go ahead. How, well, how was Cancun for you? Did you like it? Yes. It was really humid. I learned that I am not an ocean tropical person. Oof. I'm not a rainforest person. I'm not a heat person, I guess. I was thriving. I was living. It was like my environment in Florida. Wow. Is that what Florida Beautiful. feels like? Yes, exactly what it feels like, you actually. like that? Having a shower yeah. every five minutes. Ah, uh, great. Feel I would not clean. leave my house. We literally would walk around, like take a shower and walk around. It was so humid. We'd sweat in like five minutes. Yeah. But I felt so fucking I'm not skinny. used to that. I felt so skinny the whole time we were there because I was sweating so much. And it was very, it was a really fun experience. Yeah. I feel like I would probably go again. Probably not right away. But. Me too. I mean, I feel like I kind of know what to expect now and what to do. Mm-hmm. We started. We stayed at an Airbnb, and I don't think we we stayed a little bit too far from where everything was. Maybe like a little closer to where that patisserie was. We ate breakfast at a couple times. Yeah. Oh my God. We went all the way to Mexico. And got chilaquiles at a French restaurant. It was fantastic. It was really good. I'm not complaining. But yeah. It was just like, look at me. The pan dulce was fucking good there too. And the waiters were dressed in a very interesting, like, waiters, waitresses. It was giving ratatouille. It was. It was giving uh, <laughs> server. They were serving, Colette let me tell you. from ratatouille. Sure. Wow, I wanted to be like... Por favor, traigan el ratoncito chef. <laughs> traigan el ratatouille. ¿Y la rata? Wait, no. His name was... His name, his name was Ratatouille. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, what was the rat's name? His name was name? Remy. Remy. Right? 
Yes, the rat was named Ratatouille. You're so insensitive. I don't know anything at this point. I just live here. Other than that, how have you been? What's been going on? Uh, Drowning and work. It's finally... Well, okay. Negative ass. Uh, I was going to say it's... um, hispanic heritage month it is and it's october and it's halloween october it's halloween the month of halloween (gasps) the month of halloween honestly i feel like the older i get the less i'm interested in like celebrating spooky stuff and scary stuff because we do it throughout the whole fucking year Uh, i know we watch scary movies all the time we literally do we watch scary all movies all the that's like our default. Anytime somebody comes over or somebody's like let's watch a scary let's watch movie. a movie. It's like, no, it has to be scary. That's let's the only option. News nukes top five. Or goes caught on camera. Yes. And people seem to leave after we put those videos on. Huh. I was like, hmm. What is the common denominator? You know, like, I'm very tired. I think I'm just gonna step out and they don't come back. For uh, El Mes Patrio, uh, we made pozole and we had friends over and that was so fun. That pozole was so good. I do not have friends, so it was weird seeing people at my house. And the pozole was good. A lot of great reviews. Delicious, delicious. We ate it for the whole week after because you made a huge ass Yum. pot. That's the That's best how you part. Have to. That's how you have to do it. Oh my God. That just reminds me when I fucking left my wallet at the house and I was trying to get pan de telera to eat with my pozole. And I was stuck at the store and I was like, ma'am, por favor, señorita, dígame, toman Apple Pay? And then she was like, si, joven, tomamos Apple Pay o pagos electrónicos. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I thought my ass was about to have to drive back home, get my wallet, and then go back and just be like, hold my bread to that lady. Hold my bread in my little bag true you know speaking of those mexican grocery stores you know what kind of goes off to uh, me personally i don't know what it is or what they do with it but there's like those cups of tres leches cake that they just stuff with tres leches cake i don't know if the cake is old i don't know if the cake was ugly mm-hmm. i don't know what the point of it was but they like take ice cream scoops and scoop it into a cup and then put a lid on it and put it out in the little cooler thing and you just grab it and get oh. a cup of cake this is the best thing well, ever. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You I'm not I'm a fan about? of Tres Leches. If you like it, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh my god, that Tres Leches um, cake is so but good. I was actually going to say, speaking of age, where was you going? Oh, Hoven. When you said Hoven, it reminded me. Actually, today at work, <laughs> uh, we were talking about Naruto. And we were talking specifically at the tune-in exam i know it's a people that don't like anime they're like what the fuck are you talking about there's uh, a point i don't Hold think on. i'm gonna listen to this podcast anymore <laughs> uh, two stars weird. they're so nerdy um, oh actually that reminds me about another thing okay okay, okay, okay let me okay. finish this one yes really quickly let's put it on the to-do li- to-do list let's okay. mark this one off first so i said and they're like oh the tune-in exam and i was like oh my god when i was like in ninth or eighth grade <gasps> that i watched the that part of naruto about the tune-in exam and dude everybody fucking turned to look at me and they're like how old are you i was the youngest person <laughs> i was the youngest person in that room um wait where was this at work it was at a different at a different team oh a different area yeah but I, i'm like you gotta remember this was before netflix i did not have the easy access to naruto 
that you have today. No. I had like, to wait for Adult Swim. I had to wait for Toonami. Um, what else was it? And I was like, back in my... <laughs> Back in my day, we had to send Netflix to movie back in the Hell mail. No. Back in my day, we were like, we would get on those fucking sketchy ass anime websites, animenow.com oh with all the fucking ads. One, two, three, like one, two, three anime or something. One, two, three anime.com. Dot dot you. And then it gave you viruses, but you didn't give a fuck because you were time. like 50 episodes into a hundred episode anime yeah. and you were like, I have to finish it. It's like, I have to. Please. I'm and then you're like caressing the computer. Deep. Just hold on till I'm done with this series. Just hold on. We're going. It's just oh 50 my God, more. Stop. It's just 50 more episodes. Or you can do it, baby. Speaking of that i feel like we've talked about it before but the fucking bootleg movies you used to watch on movies 123.com where the people get up in the theater uh it's actually 123movies.net exactly (laughs) or pirate torrent or whatever the fuck it was and the people would get it would make me so mad oh me too and i'm like esta pinche gente no se puede aguantar se tiene que levantar para ir a miar i'm saying i'd always be like sit down and they can't hear me pipe down pipe down (laughs) oh okay yeah uh, oh did you guys miss it that is, did you guys miss that that is an un- unhealthy obsession <laughs> because i still keep saying it Teeth. or the thing that my my boss at work keeps singing about is the it's corn it's got the juice oh i hear her yes as soon as i hear her say that i turn right around and i'm like and then oh, fucking oh. leave because it's driving me insane but it's so catchy because they made it into a song no it's not catchy oh my god it was good the first time and someone ruined it her someone oh, <laughs> oh my god i thought you <laughs> no <laughs> i'm just kidding so what i was going to say about um well i don't know how it reminded me but anyway we were Oh, I said, speaking of two stars. So, because of the amount of attention that our little baby, teeny tiny little baby podcast has gotten, I don't think you all understand and realize that all those five-star reviews, all those interactions, all those listens, um, we were featured on Netflix's... Not Netflix. Oh, my God. Spotify? No. Podca- <laughs> Apple Podcasts? Yes. It was Apple Podcasts. Um, shoot. Uh, Dark Side, the Haunted House series. So I guess it's thirty-one days of eerie episodes. So every day they're like featuring an episode of a podcast, and we were part of the shows we love category and the ghastly ghouls. Wait, ghastly ghosts and ghouls. But not part of the Latinx section. Which was weird because our title is in Spanish. We're not even Mexican enough for Apple podcasts. It's fine. It might have just been. <sighs> we're used to it at this point. We're not Mexican enough for the for Mexicans and we're not American enough for the Americans. Okay, Selena. All right, Selena. Uh, I know. I love that. Okay. Iconic. Okay, Selena. And iconic. Let's, let's watch that movie again. Okay. Please. But I, I did think that was a little weird. I'm like, okay. Maybe we're, I mean, we do provide some variety overall. I think at our core, we are Latinx stories and urban legends and scary shit. Maybe just too much variety. They're like, oh, no, pass the test. Nope. Which is fine. We just, we're just happy to be here. We We are. We're just happy to be 
again, this is a hobby too. You guys know we don't have ads. We don't make any money off of our episodes. Hmm. We just get on here and have a good time and talk about things that you guys want us to talk about or that we feel like we need to talk about. Yeah. And you guys have been sending a lot of suggestions, which is great because our list is getting longer. Yeah. And I mean, there's sometimes we're like, we're looking at each other and we're getting ready to make an episode and we're like, I don't know what to do for this next episode. I feel like, mm-hmm. and then now it's like, we've got great suggestions. Yep. Um. So honestly, truly, we want to say thank you to everyone for listening, for hitting those five-star reviews, for following us on Instagram or Twitter it's been a wild ride, but this is the last episode. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Why did it sound like we were going that way? Well, it's not. This is not the last episode. No. Is... Sound like we were like signing off. Goodbye. Signing off forever. Thank you for joining for our like six minute episode. Goodbye. Yeah. Then all the people that have been waiting for us to read their cheeky stories, like they're on the cheeky stories, they're like, man, fuck these guys. We'll definitely get to it. But honestly, like we're just about to go on another vacation not like really vacation but it's just time off time to see family we yes. did i ended up seeing a lot of uh two of my aunts that uh in cancun that i haven't seen in years more than a decade i have not seen them so it was really nice to be able to go to like a whole different country and it's like oh damn let's let's meet up i let's feel like dinner. That was taking so time off is so nice it really so, is so so nice and i mean like we're going with your family so it's like we're not basically like all we're spending is like the gas to get there. And then we're going to spend time with family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's so important to like leave and decompress. Yep. And I think, I mean, we've talked about this before. They definitely do not give enough vacation time in the United States. Mm-hmm. If you have PTO, do not feel bad for using it. If you want just a day off for a mental health day, just say that I'm taking a personal day. Just someone remember. on my someone that i like on my team at work they they used a personal day and i i think she felt a little guilty but i was like you should not feel bad for wanting a day off yeah so yeah take your vacation time that's all i'm saying yeah i agree hi if my voice sounds different i just ate a full meal <laughs> we took a pause my food got here i sat down i ate like um can you stop and then i was like i engorged myself and then i was like all right let's start recording again the doordash is here oh yeah i had a nice sandwich so i what was i gonna say oh so we're kind of doing something different for halloween it's a halloween special it's a special episode it's something that we don't i mean usually our our shows are like every episode is formatted a certain way like someone covers a case palette cleanser someone covers a case and usually, like, when we do special episodes, quote-unquote, I'm the one that does the stories. Yeah. But today... But today, for the month of October... We're we both are, doing stories. Yeah. We are both fi- uh, we both found, like, scary stories that we found online or that we thought were interesting or scary. Um, Just what, what's, what ifs? What yeah. ifs, babes? What yeah. ifs? And there were a few. I tried primarily to stay within Latin America. Same. Um... But if there was something interesting that I found, I'm like, I'm taking it. I'm not really interested in the, I saw myself through the shopping racks at Kohl's. It was my, what is it called? What? 
that's the type of stories I was finding. Some lady going to Kohl's and buying a bunch of items, and then she's like, through the shopping racks, I saw my double. What's the German word for her? The Russian word? Your doppelganger? Oh my god, it's German. It's doppelganger. Yes. And she's like, my doppelganger. I was marked for death. And I'm like, all right, next story. I don't care. If I see my doppelganger, I will give him a kiss because he is so cute. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I couldn't say without a straight with a straight face. Um, do you want to kind of go first? Sure. I have a total of five stories. Sorry, our cats just ran oh by really god. fast. I have a total of five stories. I think you have three. Yes. So since I started last month, we're just gonna do two. Three. The ghosts. Two, three, and then one, and two. Wow. That's okay. Okay, go ahead. All right. So my first story is from Reddit, from thread R Historias de Terror by user Maximum underscore Ice 3100. This is a story that I translated into English because it was in Spanish. Mm Mm-hmm. So the name of the story is La Cabra Que Se Mecía en el Columpio slash The Goat That Swung on the Swing. Okay. What was that goat doing? Why was he swinging on the swing? Meneando. Menea, menea. Anyways, okay. This happened to a young man from Piedras Negras, Mexico. It occurred when he and his cousins visited their grandfather at his rancho. The first thing they did when they arrived at the ranch was set up their tents. They wanted to sleep outside like they did when they were little. The rancho was large, with a children's playground in the front, some trucks that were being repaired off to the side, and access to a river in the back. An atmosphere of solitude and silence was felt throughout the whole rancho. Only the typical noises of cows, goats, and sheep were heard. That night, the cousins ate, drank, and caught up together until 2 in the morning, telling scary stories of terror and fear. After that, everyone slowly went to sleep. A couple of hours later, the young man that is recounting this very story got up to urinate. It was still it was still pitch black night, but he saw something moving out in the dark. When his eyes adjusted enough, he realized that it was a goat standing on its two hind legs near the playground. His oh heart God. dropped. In that moment, never in his life had he felt such genuine raw fear. Something felt really off. Suddenly, the goat let out bizarre cries of pain as if it were suffering. The goat ran quickly on its hind legs towards the swing. It sat down and started to propel itself back and forth swaying in the night. It saw him. They locked eyes, and it let out this maniacal laugh. No, this was very wrong. He woke up one of his cousins, and neither of them could believe their eyes. The young man vomited from fright and began to cry. He decided to go with his grandfather, who was already waiting for him inside the house with a rifle in hand. He himself could see, the win- could see out the window and see what the goat was doing. The grandfather whispered, Lo oí hablar. His grandfather's eyes welled up with tears from the fear he felt. He told them that a few nights before, something walking on hooves had walked up to his door in the middle of the night and knocked. It was then that the goat goat laughed mockingly and called to the grandfather in the voice of his deceased wife to let her in. The young man ran and left the house to pick up all of his remaining cousins still in the tent under the pretext that his grandfather was feeling gravely ill. To this day, he says that he can't get that image out of his head, that of a goat on a swing sitting and laughing like a devil, and he assures that he will never return to that ranch ever again. What the fuck? It just reminded me of like, 
El Black Diablo oh. and Black Philip. Black Philip. Like we've talked about this before. Like it's very common to like hear stories of que se parece el diablo or like that devil appears to people in Mexico or like Latin American countries. Mm-hmm. But like not so much like popular here in the United States or like European countries and stuff. Maybe in the South, yes. But mm-hmm. like it's not as common, I guess. I think it's ingrained with um, the Catholicism of the country. Maybe so. And usually, like, it's easier to explain that it was El Diablo in a goat form than something else. Maybe that's why there aren't a lot of cryptids in Mexico. Yeah. All right. My turn? Um, Was it two stories uh, for me, one story for you? Like, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go okay. ahead. I know your last one is kind of long, you said. All right. The next one. Uh, it's by user Elion... Elion Creos. Um, no juegues con lo que no debes. Slash, don't play with things that you aren't meant to play with. My best friend was one of those people who loved the unknown and, myster- and mysterious stories. With a deep fascination for terror. He was a fan of movies and series that had to do with demons and spirits. He was a fan of that sort of thing to the extreme. I remember that a weekend was coming up and he had the idea that we would watch horror movies together with the high level of tension and psychological horror, but I'm not really a fan of those types of content. I'm way too cowardly, but for him, it was like he tried to look for stronger, more jarring things when he had the opportunity. It was like an obsession for him. Us. When that week ended, we met as usual to talk about how the week had gone, and at the time we were talking, he told me that psychological horror movies were no longer entertaining meaning he needed something stronger. My friend told me about trying something, about experiencing a stronger feeling than the one that movies and series were no longer giving him. So I asked him, what are you talking about? What do you want to try? And he told me, I want to try the pentagram in the dark. What? I responded. He repeated, pentagram in the dark. I didn't quite understand what the pentagram in the dark was, but then he explained to me that it was a game. You had to draw a perfect pentagram on the ground and position yourself in the center of it. Make sure you're in pitch black, he continued, where you can't see anything and there is and there is where you have to invoke the name of a demon. I told him that it was crazy to try something like that and those are very dangerous things to do. Of course, he ignored me. He told me that nothing was going to happen and that next weekend he was going to try it because he wanted to feel a sensation that horror movies were no longer giving him. He wanted to feel a stronger emotion. That weekend and the next passed quickly. My friend actually managed to try the pentagram in the dark. He did not tell me what demon he would summon, though. The only thing I can tell you is that my friend, after trying such an absurd game, was not going to be the same again. He began having nightmares with something sinister and very dark, with something that did not leave him alone to the point where he later went into a crisis and into a deep coma, where the doctors gave no hope that he would wake up. I don't know if that sinister thing he attracted with him with that damn game had to do with the fate of my friend, but what I can say is that my friend ended up being disconnected. It seems that that thing ended up defeating him, all because of that absurd idea of playing with what you what you shouldn't and with what you don't understand. I lost my best friend due to his obsession with the terrifying and for wanting to look further beyond the veil. Let this be a lesson. I hope you don't try this pentagram in the dark thing. Because it's a tricky thing. You should never mess with things you aren't meant to play with. 
What the fuck? I thought it was interesting because Ooh. that's literally us what? trying to find the scariest well, shit. The first part. As soon as you got further into the story, I'm like, oh, that's not Yeah, us. we wouldn't do that. It seems like this guy wasn't getting that same high he used to anymore from yeah. like scary things. So he would like graduated into playing the pentagram in the dark game. Well, I mean, I think sometimes well, we've mentioned it before that we sometimes are feel desensitized to a lot of scary stuff. So to us, like sometimes it's not scary, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go looking for the real thing. Like I'm just going to look for a different show. <laughs> yeah. Preferably. The thing I love about Reddit stories is you never know, especially the way that they're formatted. You don't know if it's based on a true story and or if it's some someone that, um, I don't want to say like made it up, but like, like yeah, well I guess made it up, which is fine either way, because sometimes some of the best stories are the ones that are like out of the out of your mind. Well, good job. Yeah, I got one more, and that one's really long. So, so now it's my turn. Yes. Okay, so this one I found on Ask Reddit. It's from user as Texan X X. <laughs> as texan512 it was a comment from someone asking like on the s reddit subreddit saying what was your what the fuck paranormal experience oh some of those are so fucking good they are some of those are so some of them are like a few sentences long and i didn't really include them because i felt like they didn't hit right like they were scary but i felt like i didn't want just a collection of little small ones i wanted long some meat some meat and potatoes exactly Exactly. Some papas con chile. Okay, so like I said, it was someone responding to the question, what was your what the fuck paranormal experience? So they say, sorry, but this is long. From ages 5 to about 15, I used to spend my summers at my aunt's house in Mexico. On her property uh, was another smaller house. It was two bedrooms, kitchenette, and living room area. The family was mom and dad and two boys about my age. I was 11 or 12 at the time. I knew that the house was the second house that was built as it replaced the previous house that had burned down before I was born. My aunt's house had windows on one side of the house. Uh, each room had at least two to three windows from mid-wall to the ceiling. The bed was next to windows in the room I was in. And majority of the summers we slept with the top windows open. They opened out instead of up. One night as I slept, I was awakened by the sound of a woman crying and pleading to be allowed in. I opened my eyes and I could see the neighbor mom, dressed in white, begging to be let into her house. Now, I know that dad was a drunk and could be mean when he was drunk. I remember many times that the boys and mom would come to my aunt's house in the middle of the night, so I just thought it was her and that he had locked her out of the house. She continues to yell out and I continue to look at her. That's when I realized that it's not the mother. This woman had long white hair. She was dressed in white. She's at the door, but her dress is flowing. I quickly sit up to get a better look. That's when she stops and turns to look at me. Even though she's about 50 yards away, I see her face. And it's not the mother. She starts gliding towards me. I close my eyes and lay back down on my side. I open my eyes and she's past the stone wall. I shut my eyes again. It seems like I had my eyes closed forever. I open my eyes and she's right in front of me. There was a there's a blackness where her eyes should be, her white hair flowing around her. She screams. I scream. The next thing I know is my cousin is waking me up for breakfast. I come into the kitchen and take the empty seat at the table. My aunt then asks if I'm okay and if I'm homesick and if I want to go home. 
It has only been a week, and I look forward to these summers. I told her no. She asks, are you sure you were crying last night? I told her it wasn't me that I was that was crying, but the mom next door. My cousins look at each other and then look at my aunt. Then they look at me, and my aunt says, so you saw her? That's when I remembered the woman in white. Come to find out, they have all seen her at least once. The story was that the woman in white was the previous mom that lived in the house before it was burnt down. Much like the family that lived there now. It was a family of four. Father, mother, and two boys. And like the family now, the father was a mean and vengeful drunk. One night, before he went on a drinking binge, they bought, they fought about him going and drinking their funds away. She tells him that if he leaves to go drinking, that she'll take the boys and leave him. And he leaves. She packs her things and is ready to leave, but she decides to go after him instead. A couple of hours later, he returns to what he thinks is an empty house. He gets angry and starts to burn the house. He goes by a nearby tree and passes out. She comes to the house on fire and runs to the door. She's banging on the door to be allowed in. Unknown to the father, the house was not empty. The boys were asleep in their room. Neighbors say that they could hear the woman's cries for several blocks. After the fire was extinguished, it was confirmed that the boys died in the fire. The woman cries and weeps again, and she dies of a broken heart by the burned remains of the house. My aunt tells me that the family that lives there now is the sixth family that have lived in that house, and it's the first time in years that the ghost woman has appeared. She had appeared frequently in the past when the previous families have lived in the house, uh, had lived in the new house. Those families didn't stay long. But the current family was different than the previous ones. Just as the same just the same as her family. A mother, father, and two boys, and they were moving out later that summer, and that's why she appeared again. I went back to my aunt's house during the summers until I turned fifteen. I never saw her again, but I will never forget her wails and her soulless eyes. Oof. Are you okay? Oof. I've never seen you so focused and like still <laughs> that one was good that These was stories really are good fuck. yeah and the thing is i don't know like i love writers like story writers like this where they put detail the way that she described like i close my eyes and turn around i turn back to see the woman and she's like at the wall i close my eyes again and she's closer she's right in front of me like those like little sentences oh it's like, help, exclamation point. I don't if know. If done correctly. If done correctly, yeah. That's why I love Reddit. Wow. It was nighttime. It was so dark. It was like it was nighttime. <laughs> it was so black. I've read stories like that before, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? No judgment. They're learning. They need to learn faster. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, you're learning? Well, you need to hurry up. Hurry up. I wish okay. they had Slim Fast before like reading. <laughs> Read faster. I give my Learn baby faster. Slim Fast because I would like a slim baby. Stop playing. I give Leo Slim Fast. Please. Because <laughs> primos and primas, don't feed your baby Slim oh, Fast. Oh, I'm totally kidding. Do yeah, not that is do a that. joke. Don't do that, please. Um. So, next story. This is kind of a resp- like a comment of someone, like, again, I think it was on the same sections where it's like, what was your what the fuck paranormal experience? This one was by user Kanekikso. Sorry. Don't remember how old I was. Maybe 15, 17. 
So back in 2009, 2012, I went camping and my uncle asked all the cousins who wanted to learn how to drive and only I and his son wanted to go. So we went, didn't let me drive. My cousin pulled over because he was starting to panic a bit when we had some oncoming traffic on the dirt hill. So he just stopped the truck, let the three cars pass and they both lean down to look at the gas and brake so my cousin understands what's what. And I'm just in the back seat looking around and I look forward and what seems to look like torn black thin drapes floating across the dirt road over a four foot wired fence and i brought it up to my uncle and he said it was probably just a wolf the best way i can describe it is it looked like a dementor from harry potter this was like 12 p.m out in the sun in an area where the trees were 50 feet away from us in each direction later at night the adults were telling us encounters they had when they were younger being a hispanic they have a lot of stories especially my grandma Anywho, all the cousins got spooked and took NyQuil so they could sleep. Oh my god. (laughs) Let's drug ourselves. My uncle then said in front of everyone, that's why they didn't want uh, uh, to tell us stories and why he lied to me earlier in the day when I said I saw something. My grandma then told us I saw a witch. Could have all been a bluff, but I've had other experiences, so I kind of did believe it. My grandma's scariest story she told that day was that there was a mountain in Mexico people would often walk just to get some exercise, but mostly people went during the day. Often people always run into each other and just end up walking together so it's safer. You would often hear things at night where like people yelling or crying and when groups of people just ignore it. But one time they heard something really close and they asked the two women they ran into if they heard it and they looked back because they didn't respond and they were gone. This wasn't a mountain with big trees or anything like that. It's kind of open, mostly bushes from what she said, and she said this happened a lot to people too. They meet others and have full conversations for like 10 to 20 minutes, sometimes an hour or two, and then out of the blue, they just vanish. She didn't give us more info, but I think she said a lot of people died around there or used to be a burial ground way back. The end. Oof. Heavy. One last one, and then we can do a quick palate cleanser. Is that okay? Let's do it. Okay. So this one is kind of a short one, but it's from uh subreddit. I think most of mine are from Reddit. No, no, no. These first three are from Reddit. The other ones are from other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from r slash paranormal. This is from user master underscore test underscore 6912. Master of disguise. Rar XD. Yeah. Am I too turtly? Am I turtly enough for the turtle club? Goodbye. Divorce. Um, My mom would tell me the story that when I was a kid, I used to see a ghost in her house every now and then. She would say that it would start crying out of nowhere, scared to death. I would say, she's back. And my mom said, what did she want? I would say, she's just visiting. Now, I took this story with a grain of salt, but over the years, I'm starting to piece it together. Now, it could be that my mind is making memories up to back up my thoughts, but who knows? My mom told me that I would say that she is a very elderly black woman with one of those really old school flower blouses, you know, shit your grandma would wear, and one of those cloth hats I don't know the name of. If you know the movie Friday, the outfit that the Jehovah's Witness were wearing oh my is pretty God. much exactly it. All I remember now is seeing the back of her, her walking down the hallway away from the door. Now, here's where it gets freaky. About five years ago, when my mom started dating her now ex-husband, years after the whole situation, my stepdad had a nightmare. 
a nightmare where that exact lady was standing at the end of the bed looking at him. My mom never told him about this lady. We have since moved from that house, so we haven't seen her since we were there. I don't know what to think. Haha. <laughs> oof. 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 Scary, like, kid that? stories are fucking freaky. Yeah. I remember scary shit used to happen to me as a kid all the time, too. I was a very nervous child. I was like a chihuahua. People would say hi to me and I would shake and pee. What I... <laughs> Love that. <laughs> what I really like is that the mom was like, what does she want? Instead of, like, making it seem as if the, the child was, like, playing around or something, it's like, well, what does she want? What would you do in a situation like that where, like, your child, I don't know, you're folding laundry or something, and your mm-hmm. child is like, she's back. Like, what do you do? Pick up my child, go outside to the trash can, put them in it, and shut the <laughs> lid. And then go back in the house. It's like, there's... Fo- and then just say, laundry this, to is, fold. There's, this is why I have cats and not children. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Even though they're fucking annoying sometimes, too. But whatever. I'm just kidding. Don't do that to your children. Um, Please go see a shaman. Or, like, <laughs> a therapist, maybe. I'd be like, well, what do they look like? If it's, like, something that looks like a person, I'm like, okay, well, it's probably a ghost. It's probably a visiting ghost. If it's something that's like, oh, it's a dark entity with the claws, I'm like, ah! Yeah, no, I'm running out of that house. Although sometimes I hear that, like, just because your house isn't haunted doesn't mean it can't have a visitor every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Because there's like Espiritus Ambulantes. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say, say it? Huh? I don't know. I was just agreeing like, okay, yes. Something like that. So that means that they're just kind of like they Wa- walk in, wander, and then wander out. Spirits. They're like, hello, welcome to this store. Like, how can I help you? Like, shirts are 50% off. And they're like, no, just looking. And then they look around and they leave. Okay. That's the ghosts. Hot topic. Yeah, literally. Hi, thank you for coming in. All the shirts are buy one, get one free. Let me know if you need help with anything. Thank you. Thank we you. also have the uh, our credit card right now. If you sign up, you get 20% off. <laughs> We've never worked at a hot topic. <laughs> I've no, but never I worked, worked at Kohl's. Bleep. True. Believe <laughs> it out. Believe it out. No, believe it out. No, uh, it's going in there. It's we've gonna, talked shit enough about Mr. Cole's Coles cash. is gonna Mr. fucking Mrs. sue me. Mister and Mrs. Coles. Mister and Mrs. Coles. Yeah, they're gonna sue me. It's fine. I've never worked retail, so it's just like this is this is cosplay. <laughs> you know, I actually really enjoyed working retail, but at the same time, I fucking hated it. That's what's up. Ugh. Let me just tell you, the amount of time you spend on your feet and walking, skinny. You fucking eat, and skinny. Like, you can't gain oh, weight to ate. save your life. You're fucking walking she around ate. all day, putting clothes, folding shit. And Kohl's was a huge department store, so I was uh-huh. up and down that motherfucker all day. Yeah. I was at my skinniest working at that place. Sorry if nobody Oof. realized we're already in the palate cleanser section. Oh, yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Welcome I to was, the palate cleanser. I was kind of... When I, I used to work at a warehouse, and I remember I used to walk around so much. I lost so much weight. I was so skinny. Your fucking clothes were falling My off of you. My clothes were fucking you falling wore, off. I remember you wore 29 waist at that time, and the, your pants were falling <laughs> off of you. Yes, I remember that. I remember one time at work, I was going down like one of those long... You see those, I don't know, like those videos of like forklift accidents where they fucking knock down those big shelves? Yes. 
So it, I was going down one of those like large shelves and my pants just like fell. Fortunately, nobody was around, but I just like picked them, pulled them right back up. And I like remember tying I don't know, like, a piece of rope or you something. You didn't believe in belts back then. I didn't because it's <laughs> wait what the fuck no it's not that I didn't believe in belts it's that they didn't fit you well that I, I was just so thin you I had a, you know what I at need that a time, little rubber band I'm so skinny. you were like just getting you were having trouble letting go of the emo phase so so you had a lot of belts with buckles on them a lot of like spikes exposing me because it's like the good old days that we remember the good old days back in my day i wanted to be so fucking cool back then too like i was like let me get this belt with studs on it and shit and i'm over here like the least fucking emo person on the I planet. thought I was fucking serving man I, I thought I was serving and looking back I was like no I was just cringe I straightened my hair one time Jesus man you don't and I took it. I took pics and then wow. I uploaded them to my space okay yeah and Can then I put little captions on the corners of them this belongs to blah 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 uh and then less than three yes for the heart yeah. yes and then Raw immediately XD. after posting new pics, I would send out a bulletin that was like, I'm sad. My family doesn't get me. They don't understand me. And then like some song lyrics. And then I would go ahead and like go into like a website and then I would design my MySpace page and then also add 30 seconds to Mars oh my God. as my music on my playlist. I was um, a Linkin Park type of girl uh, with... Um like a final fantasy character background wow the same thing bulletin board with like a my chemical romance lyrics i was like uh, Guys, we I'm thought we were so it. fucking cool I I was- sometimes i wonder like i'm like people like looked at my shit and they were like this guy's fucking weird same <laughs> and we thought we were the I coolest motherfuckers in the planet serving, man i thought i was like i'm so unique i'm so different look I'm, at me how different I'm i am different and now look at me i'm different yeah i'm different yeah no, we were just like any of the other motherfuckers walking around. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay, what else you got for the palate cleanser? And I apologize, Leo is very active tonight. He's excited for the Halloween episode. He's ready. He's ready. He's been running around. He's been fighting with Venus. He's playing with shoelaces now. He's on top of a box, like scratching it. I don't know what the hell is happening. So I apologize for all the random noises in the background in this episode. And now he's on the bed. The thing is, he never he never plays with shoelaces or anything like that. But he just so happens to start when we're recording. Yeah, he's like, what oh, a man, coincidence. You're recording. Let me make some fucking noise. Let me remind the make listeners that this episode is about moi, Leoberto Leopoldo Blanco Melendez. He's so okay. annoying. Next topic. About on the topic of um Cancun from earlier. Yes. So we did twenty twenty three and me, like a few years ago, I think. And I remember there was a section. So I have indigenous DNA. I do not identify as indigenous, and that's Same. a whole different um conversation. But I remember part of it was like 
the like one of the little articles was like the Aztec or the Mayan Empire, the Mayan calendar. Learn how to read the Mayan calendar, but it was the Aztec calendar. It was the Mexica sunstone. I may have already shared this. Anyway, I'll repeat it. It's fine. So there is a difference. The Maya civilization was completely different than the Mexica Triple Alliance civilization, and I remember I tweeted at. 23 and me. 23 and me. A 23 and me. And I was like, are you guys aware that you guys are using the wrong picture for like the lo- no, learn how to read the Mayan calendar? And they responded and they're like, oh my God, so sorry. We'll look right into this. Well, not even 24 fucking hours later, they fixed that. And I was like, they fixed it. Guys, quick. I'm a PR person. Because of you. I'm a PR person. Wow. I'm, hu- <laughs> I'm human relations. That I'm- was public relations also going to those ruins of chichen itza and like learning about the calendar was so interesting oh i loved chichen itza everybody on that fucking bus was passed out and i'm over here like he was talking about the calendar and it only being off by like 17 seconds and i'm eating that shit up yeah meanwhile everybody else is snoring around me and i'm over here like y'all aren't listening to this this is so fucking interesting he was literally explaining stuff i already knew that's because you're a smart bitch. He was explaining the, the whole tour. Like, cause we took a tour that we found on um, Airbnb, I think. Yes. Um, It was like a tour that they drive from Cancun to, uh, Chichen, Itza. to Chichen Itza. Valladolid. It was really interesting because, I mean, at the beginning of it, they talked about, like, the Mayan civilization, the counting system, the writing system, the glyphs. I'm sorry to break it to you. But mine writing is not an alphabet. So they were selling like, and you know, everyone, you know, on their grind, out there hustling. Oh yeah, they were. So they got to make money saying, do you want your name in Mayan? And they had like an quote unquote alphabet, but mine wasn't written like that. If anything, Mayan glyphs are extremely similar to Egyptian glyphs, like hieroglyphics. One symbol you're nerding out sorry one symbol does not always equal one letter one symbol can mean one letter but it can also mean a concept like japanese kanji yeah so to me reading those i'm like are you okay wow and mine writing or the mind language is completely different than like european alphabets so Sometimes they have double consonants, double vowels, stressed consonants, stressed vowels, plosive consonants, like Yucatan, where they have the plosive T. They even mentioned that. It's like, do you guys know what, what Yucatan means? And everyone's just fucking silent or sleeping. And I was like, I don't understand. And nobody heard me, but he was like, it means I don't understand that when the conquistadores showed up to the Yucatan Peninsula, they asked the natives, like, what is this place called? And they responded saying, I don't understand in their language, which translates to Yucatan. So, so then they just started calling it Yucatan. They're like, all right, sounds good. So, not to make you feel bad or anything, but... So, I didn't realize I, di- I do this, but I realized that you do it as well. And we don't, like, think about it. And I don't want you to feel bad about it because it's not anything bad, but... So today at work, I had somebody come visit me that I hadn't seen since we got out of training. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I was explaining work related and I'm getting pretty good at it. Yeah. And so I was explaining it and she was like, whoa, can you slow down? You're like nerding out. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And she's like, you started explaining it and going really fast and you're, so? you're very passionate about it. Catch up. And she's like, 
can you slow down? Because I want to be as passionate as you are about it, but mm-hmm. I don't understand if you're being as passionate and you're going as fast as you are. And I just thought it was, it was like, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. That's interesting. I get that. I yeah. mean, especially if you've been doing something for so long, it's hard to slow down for someone else. So recently I got a promotion and I'm now responsible to like train people on the jobs I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking to you as if I d- you're, don't already know this. But no, I'm just I'm just like speaking for our listeners. I, I didn't know that. Okay. okay. Yeah. So um, I having to like slow down and because to me, once you do something so often, it becomes a habit. So it's like it's weird having to slow down and explain the whys of it. And like having to train people, it, it kind of realizes I'm just like, damn, okay, like I got to slow down because I'm already like five steps ahead and they're like two steps behind trying to wrap their minds around what I explained. So I get that. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I like like how passionate you are about languages, but you go really fast and you're very passionate and I'm like, mush. My brain is. Mush. I need like a, a whiteboard behind me yes, when I start please. talking about something. I'm like, please oh my god, me. look at this. Pictographs. Draw okay. some pictures for me. What you got next? Bartering in Mexico. How was your oh. experience? <laughs> How was your experience with bartering in Mexico? It was fun. They said fifty dollars, and I said yes. Here you go. Here's fifty dollars. And the thing is, is like, I, I explained to. Um, Carla, my sister, about how Hi, Carla, the where she used to work, it wasn't. It was like a chain place. I don't know how to say it. It was just a mall department store. A mall department store. That's they're good. very common. This store is very ev- everywhere. So there were people from, specifically from like Southeast Asia, that would bartering is common in their countries. Mm-hmm. So for them to like come to the U.S., they would show up. Like, show up to the mall, start shopping, and be like, can I have this for, like, less than what it's priced at? And they're like, no. No. You can't do that. That's not how it works. In Mexico, like, I guess there are some parts that are like that where it's like, no, this is, like, a store. This is an establishment. The price does not change. Um, Those are department stores. Yeah, like, department stores. But some places are usually, like, mom and pop places artesanias where we went mm-hmm. like mercados artesanias it's common to do it especially in such a heavily touristed place like uh like in cancun honestly cancun is like the extreme version of gentrification the way that there are specific areas for tourists to go to and it's such a weird contrast from like on one side of the city, it's like designer stores and touristy it places. It very much looks like America. But it's the worst case of America. Like because, capitalism at the end? Yes. End stage. And and the opposite side of the fucking city, it's like people living in very bad conditions. I liked it. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. It I'm not saying it was ugly. It reminded me of, like, when we would go out to the rancho in Durango. Like, that, to me, the simpleness mm-hmm. is, like, 
it's very privileged for me to say this, mm-hmm. but like it was a nice break from everything. Yeah. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it was such a sharp contrast of how money is hoarded on one side of the city. Yeah, that is while true. People are living in could be better conditions. Well, I mean, and your cousin explained to us that like the first thing that built in Cancun was La Zona Hotelera. Yep. And then everything else was an afterthought. The roads, the infrastructure, housing. Oh, yes. I forgot about yes, that. Yes, she so literally... We, I no, thought that not was so that, interesting. I, I forgot about like the centro thing that she mentioned. So Cancun was built primarily as a tourist destination. So they it didn't, it didn't develop like a city like... Mexico City, for example. So we went during uh, the rainy season. El mes patrio. No, yeah. <laughs> we went it, during El mes patrio. So usually, like in Mexico City, because I was in Mexico City for El mes patrio for the sixteenth of September, like a few years ago. And for every sixteenth, they have um, El Zócalo, which is like the downtown square, like historical site where people gather. The president does a grito, rings the bell. But in Cancun, because it was developed so differently, they didn't have that. So that to me that was interesting because I didn't know that. Well, it's like they didn't they don't really have a place where they gather. And right. I remember the night of I remember we just heard Arriba people, Mexico cabrones. Yeah, like there was a random man one man <laughs> left his apartment, went to where the pool area was, yelled Arriba Mexico cabrones, and went back inside his yep. apartment. He just had to let everybody know. He's like, that is enough patriotism. <laughs> he said, ahui. And then he went back inside. Yep. Good for him. Interesting. Okay. I love it. Interesting. Okay. Next topic. Fear. What are you scared of? It's Halloween. What am I not scared of? What the fuck? Oh, my God. Ingrown toenails. Car accidents. Okay, old man. Getting fired. The Back ocean. I was gonna say <laughs> sharks. I am scared of deep ocean. The worms come going up my butt. Okay. Let me just sidestep here. Oh my god. Growing up and going to Durango, tell me why my cousins would tell me stories about river worms and that you had to be careful and not pee in the river uh-huh. or poop in the water. Yeah. Because if your butthole opened or your pee hole opened, Worms would swim up there and they would live inside your body. And that was an irrational fucking fear that I had for years of my life. Is it based on a real thing? No, it was all fake. (laughs) It was all fake. I'm sure that there are parasites that, you know, make you sick. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it was like worms to that degree. That swim up your butt? Yes. And then there was another one too. So like where we would go swim in the river, there was like this, this like water cave right it was where like the river would meet it it, like met in three places Mm. and it hit the side of this cliff just right to where it would it would it eroded it and made a cave in there Mm -hmm. and so for years it would be like no te acerques a la cueva ahí vive la nutria like it's gonna drown you blah 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 oh my god chill chill out for a second for years i was scared of this fucking nutria and I'm like, ay, la nutria, no el agua. You know what a nutria is? What? A beaver. <laughs> it took me years Americanized to find out. Like, a nutria. And I'm like, it, like me think I'm like Nessie the Loch Ness Monster is coming out a, of the cave. Well, is that the name of beaver in that part of Mexico? Nutria, yeah. Oh, we know them as a castor. 
Wait, actually, is a nutria an otter then? I think it might be an otter. How do you say? But otter? could you imagine a little ass otter with his little hands a drowning you, like trying to pull you in the water and drowning you? And although I will say that when I was young, I do remember almost drowning in that spot in the river because it did meet in three places and there was a whirlpool in the middle. And they told you to always be careful of the middle of the river because where the three like streams met, Mm -hmm. it made it like circle into a like a whirlpool all the way to the bottom. And since it spun, it spun down, it would like spin the very bottom like sediment Mm. and it would spread it out and push it out. To where, like, the very middle of the river, I think, was, like, 30 feet deep because oh, of, like, the, the spinning whirlpool. of the water. Yeah. Okay, I did look it up, and otter is nutria. Nutria. Okay, otter. I've never heard of that word before. Yes. True story. A castor. Oh, my God. A castor. <sighs> what I was going to say is um, fear. Yes, I, I have a fear of, like, deep ocean as... Uh, Rachel, friend of the pod, is well aware. That's oh my how God. we we bonded over yeah <laughs> over I, how much I do not like that. There um, has been these videos like making the rounds on social media, mm. where like this diver lady, I think she posts on TikTok. She's in the middle of the ocean, like they're on a boat, and so she'll show you like from her view, like she's in the water, maybe like three feet underwater, mm-hmm. but it's like the middle of the ocean, like six hundred feet down, right? Yeah. And so she's looking down and you can see the rays of light coming through and like she drops stuff into the water and then has captions. And it's like, isn't it crazy to think that this is this rock won't be touched by another person ever because she's like dropping things into the bottom of the ocean. And I'm like, this lady is motherfucking crazy. I would be panicking the fuck out of myself right now because she's like looking. You could not see the bottom. Like you can't see. Like it's just blue. It's blue. Oh, it's like just blueness under her. Just Uh blue. And I'm like, no, hell no. To this day, I have a fear of the ocean. No, like for I that can't reason. do it. Or I like if I'm stepping in water and then all of a sudden like I can't feel the bottom, backing up. Yep. Backing up. If there's plants in the water and I feel them in my toes, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Oh, I like that. Or little rocks. I'm getting <laughs> the fuck out of there. I need shoes. I need water shoes. Water shoes. I need a water bubble around me to get in the water. How about you just I don't don't want go things in the water. to touch me. It just me. sounds like you just... <laughs> want to get in the water Uh, and then i got in the ocean that was not fun no it was not those waves fucking knocked me down and i was a baby in front of all those tourists we were uh in playa delfin and like what we learned later is that that is like true open ocean Mm. so it's like the tides rolling the fuck in and these waves were high and hard Mm -hmm. and i was not used to that no because I mean, even in Florida, like, the waves are not that big. Even mm-hmm. though that is open ocean or whatever, mm-hmm. I have I had never seen the waves get that big. And that shit was just a fucking different story. Like, those waves were getting high. Wow. I remember, I mean, the other ocean I touched was in Acapulco. And that wasn't, the waves weren't bad. No. It was different. It was very peaceful. Yes. They said Pacific and they meant it. Um... Well, the reason I brought up fear is because, so it's Halloween and at work we are having like a, like a team decorating contest where you decorate like your, your area. And we were just throwing out ideas once during our like little team meeting. And, um, 
I specifically said I do not like spiders, and I think, I think every time people like I mentioned that, people think take it as a joke, which to me is weird because like why would I joke about that? Not as a joke. It's just like comical. But why is that funny then? Because the trope of a woman being afraid of spiders uh-huh. has been played and played and overplayed so much that it's comical when you see it in real. It's like not real. So fuck my drag. Fuck my drag then. Fuck no, what? F- <laughs> fuck my drag. No, basically so, like people think you're joking, basically. But why see to me when it's you like, told me you were afraid of spiders and I kept sending you spider pictures seven years ago and we eight years ago nine years ago when, when we met, i had a panic attack yes yeah. i thought you were joking like i didn't think what it was that bad I, okay anyway but so the reason yes i have a very bad fear of spiders to the point where i can't even look at crabs crabs sometimes because they look too much like spiders because it, it's the shape i think because even we went to the the dallas aquarium very pretty and i could not walk by like the Okinawa section where they have like those big Japanese crabs. I cannot do it. I can't. I feel incredibly uncomfortable. Even even in that aquarium, there is like a section with like arachnids and I can't do it. I can't even look at a spider. I Even if it's fake, my mind to me, like it doesn't fucking matter if it's fake. It's the shape of it. Even if it has fucking googly eyes, I cannot do it. Oof. Just bring Leo. He eats spiders. Which is... I, I mean, I'm so thankful for him. He's sitting over there. My son? He's actually behaving now? He's, yeah, finally. He's, he tired himself out, so now he's taking a nap <laughs> he's on like the bed. like a little boy, I swear. Um, but yeah, like... So anyway, I mentioned that. I think initially, like you said, like they may have taken it as a joke, but I think eventually they caught on that I was like, I'm not fucking kidding. Do you want to see me have a fucking panic attack? I will fucking scream. I will fucking punch someone. I will run out of this building. Do not bring a fucking spider around me. So they were very respectful. <laughs> they were very respectful. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to be like, oh, they put spiders everywhere. Oh, no, no. They actually specifically um, found spider webs with no spiders. And they're like, honestly, it was kind of hard. Because, you know, like those fake spider web thing it's like cotton or whatever yeah or i don't know polyester polyester um they found some specifically with no spiders and the way we're decorating it's like no spiders at all there's another team huge fucking spiders and i was like you will not see heaven i'm so sorry wow (laughs) they should have known why are they so rude i'm saying Happy Halloween. Happy motherfucking Halloween. Um, we also did want to give a quick shout out. Shout out. Um, happy birthday to Angela or Angela, whichever is your preference. Um, her birthday is October 17th. Happy so birthday. This will be a little early by the time it comes out, but maybe you'll listen on the 17th. Is this our buddy know. Angie from uh, from Alaska? I was it another Angie? So. It might have oh, been sorry, another Angie. Angela. Sorry. Yeah. So by the way, everybody that follows me on Instagram, I fucking love it when you follow me and then you start posting pictures. I love seeing you guys living your lives. Oh, that's it's so, so interesting. Honestly, every time someone follows me too, I don't follow back because I'm scared and I have irrational fears all the time. But I always look at your guys' profile pictures and your families and what you like. And I'm, I'm like, wow, I wish I, wish I liked these. <laughs> <laughs> um just today uh somebody that had followed so it's like a wife and a husband right mm-hmm. 
Super cool. They have an embroidery business that we've been following for forever, and I never put two and two together. Some of you guys are so fucking talented. talented. It's crazy. There's uh, the cookies. There's the Vanilla greeting cookies. cards. Shout There's out. the um, artesanias, the person that makes things by hand. Like, I wish, literally wish so I had talented. talent like that. You are so talented. And I'm fucking crusty. What the fuck is my talent? And all we do is come home and lay on the bed and then cry. Watch TikTok. Cry because we worked 11, 12 hours <laughs> that day. I'm on overtime. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we like always fall into this like whole thing where like you work and you work a lot and you get home and you're tired so you don't do anything but then you're disappointed because you didn't do anything and you have a list of things that you have to do mm-hmm. but when you actually do the things that you have to do you end up feeling like you had no time off because you got off of work and did more work even though it's not work and you didn't get paid for it it's still work i do not see it that way i i mean i understand what you mean but i feel like because of the amount of work that we're expected to work during the week i feel like i try to do things I enjoy on the weekends. Even if it's just sitting there. While I clean the house. I love sitting. Yeah. While I do I love laundry. lying down. I watch you while I'm cleaning <laughs> and doing laundry. I love. I wish I had your life. Not <laughs> doing anything and scrolling on TikTok and on Twitter and petting my cats. And You don't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them to get lost. You're like, get away from me. I blow in their face. And I'm like, get away from me. Oh, little um, baby girl. But I know what you mean. So, at work, we had a department meeting, and we have different offices in the country. Wow. And I guess it was a recent promotion where... Sorry, this is... Four more topics, and we can change into the uh, the stories. Four more topics. Four more topics. This is one of them. We've been talking for 20 minutes. So, during our meeting, someone got a promotion to a supervisor, and they're, like, leading the meeting and they said something like uh i was dared to do this uh so many of you guys know i do popping and i was like what the fuck is popping break dancing like rice krispies because <laughs> when yes. i wake up that's what my body sounds like we're old um no i guess popping is kind of like i mean i'm gonna demonstrate it pop lock and drop kind of like <laughs> should i narrate for our listeners ahead, how you they could probably that? hear the shuffling of your clothes <laughs> this is me moving around <laughs> how would clothes. you describe that um I don't know you words. moved your head back and forwards uh-huh and then move your chest and then, in a like, circular body, motion like yeah but like, not moving your head it's almost like a robot kind yes, of yeah and then you're keeping your body very still but like your body parts are moving yeah so after very our much meeting, like America's best best dance crew, very much like step up, step up two, step up three, hmm. step up again for the last time, <laughs> save the last dance. They no, I'm up. just kidding. <laughs> That's they a totally up. different movie. Um, I, they, I don't know why, but everyone like turned to look at me because during the rea- during when they were doing, I was like, what the fuck is this? They all turned to look at me and they're like. I just wanted to see my reaction. Bitch, you said that out loud. I'm like ready to fucking roast or something. But then afterwards, they're like, what did you think about that? And I, Because I, like, they knew you had something to say. That's what it was then. Like my foreign dad, just foreign dad energy came out and was like, I've never seen this before. I didn't like that. 
was so funny. I'm like, I did not. Like, what was that? Why would he do that during a work meeting? <laughs> no me gustó. No sé qué fue eso, pero no, no me gustó. No, no, algo, hay, algo anda mal aquí. Algo anda mal. Oh my God. <laughs> um, For some reason, I thought you said algo huele mal aquí, and I'm like, sorry. Um, oh, actually, sorry. One more topic. Um, so, listener and prima, message us on Instagram. So, hello, Vero. But she wanted to know which episode we mentioned the watcher so i think the watcher is a movie or a series on netflix of someone that moves into a house and then someone writes some letters and says like hey we're watching you or something like that i could have sworn we covered that in an episode like i was almost i do not remember that it's we're from different universes and we merged we fucking merged well in my timeline we did not do that well in my (laughs) timeline we ate wings and then we did the story. Like hot wings. <gasps> okay. So I think I may have mentioned it during the Amityville horror episode where there was a family that moved in and people were sending them like cards. Other than that, I don't remember. So we wanted to, you know, calling all primos and primas and primas. If you all know which episode we referenced something like that, please message us and let us know. And you guys have been like, Sending us a lot of like things to listen to in our episodes because apparently we have like voices and shit in our episodes. Life's crazy. It is. We're fucking haunted. It's this house. Uh, next topic because I feel like I'm I'm trying to rush through them. Okay, okay. So I guess Lifetime is making a Gabby Petito movie. That is so disrespectful. She literally just died. Girl, I fucking thought of that too. I was like, what the fuck. Why? Why would they do that? They're trying to be how to. It's like oh, the, it's trending or whatever. It's like I was girl, about to have say some fucking respect. How to get away with murder? But that's the Shonda Rhimes TV show. I meant to say the other podcast that talks about murder. Let's not. I'm gonna delete that. Let's not get into. Well, I mean, it's what I mean is like they're like they see somebody being successful and then they want to like cash grab from it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, everybody's like, oh, everybody's doing this. I have to do this, too. And so, like, life's We don't want to fight. We don't want controversy. But I know what you mean. You're lame. I know what you mean. I I avoid conflict. I sometimes started, but sometimes I avoid it. Um, Yeah, to me, it seems a little too soon. And, I mean, when would be a good time to make a movie about someone that was murdered? I don't know. I cannot answer that question. But to me, it seems a little premature granted the case was covered all over social media all over the news i wish there was more attention like that towards uh missing and murdered indigenous women hispanic women black women asian women sex workers sex workers there has to be more attention there should be more attention i'm glad that the that the girls that gabby's case was solved basically but it's like that attention should also go towards other people yeah because weren't they still investigating? I have I don't keep up with that case anymore. I remember at my at my last job we were kind of talking about it, and from what last I remembered was that they may have confirmed that it was her ex boyfriend that had committed the murder, but that there was also mysterious circumstances with the way that they found his body too. People people were saying that he was like not dead or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, not to sidetrack. Back at it. Um, We got a message from Aaron. I think it was on Instagram, too. Um, She shared that the, the Pitt River tribe near Mount Shasta... Because you cover the Mount Shasta yeah. case. Um, they actually harbored uh, American Indian Movement co-founder Dennis Banks in the 70s. And today they actually don't climb the mountain out of respect. Because it's sacred. Because it's sacred. Mm-hmm. True story. Love that. Thank you, Aaron. I love learning. We love learning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Um, last topic and we can switch over. There was a TikTok recently... That I saw, it was a guy eating like platters of different foods from different parts of the world. And this one in particular, I think it was Puerto Rico. And he said he was eating a tamal and I guess he didn't unwrap it. (laughs) So he just fucking bit into it and it fucking slid out a little bit at the end. And someone on the TikTok comments I read, I thought it was so fucking funny. It was like tamales are perfect because they gatekeep themselves. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god out oh my god smooth out <laughs> which is so fucked because it's like uh, at least they won't be able to take that from us <laughs> but i think if if you see someone trying to enjoy it help them out help them take out the corn husk uh, help them take help them take off the banana leaf like <laughs> don't, don't be mean <laughs> Don't watch someone eat a corn husk or a banana leaf. Oof. <laughs> you know, speaking of tamal TikToks, I watched one the other day where it was like a construction mm-hmm. job, I think. And the guy was like, Llegó el de los tamales y nos vendió tamales. And those tamales were so thin. They were see-through. Oof. Like you could see the light through them. You know it's rough when the tamalero like, can't even put meat and masa on oh, his tamales. Sad. You know that... That inflation is getting crazy. We are in a recession. That's how we're going to measure the recession. Tamal thickness. Yes. That's going to be a thing now. Move over Wall Street. A new baddies in town. A hot new bombshell enters Into the, the villa. villa. Wow. Okay. Go, <laughs> go ahead. That's Into the, the stories. Okay. Into the stories. Wow. Long tangent. Okay. <clears throat> so, this story actually comes from a YouTube video. It's called El Trailero y las Brujas Híbridas de Monterrey. Historias de Terror by Chemo San Juan. And I have the link of the YouTube video if anybody wants to listen to it. It's in Spanish. Got tra- I translated it into English. Okay. Story written and adapted by Chemo San Juan of the real events of Miss Luz Maria Vasquez. The ideal thing to attack and knock down a witch is to learn it perfectly with no margin for error. I say this because if you fail in your attempt and this witch cannot be subdued... Don't that don't doubt that she will stand back up and her fury will be immense. Remember that lowering a witch will not be easy for you. This tool is given to break the spell of a witch transformed into a demon beast commonly known as an owl or tecolote. Upon detecting the lurking presence, you should immediately look for a quarter loop and hold it in your hand with great force while you pray the 12 truths of the world from memory. Every time a truth is pronounced, a knot is made in the in the cord until Two are formed into knots. You should not let her get to you. Any error in prayer or distraction is an opportunity for the witch to attack you. Having prayed the twelve truths of the world, you must say them again from memory but in reverse, and every time you pray a truth, you undo the last knot you tied to the string until you finish the prayer, and at the same time, 
leave the strings without knots. Well, I want to tell you how these aberrant witches have quarreled with my family. Thank God I managed to knock them down with a prayer of the 12 truths of the world. I'll start by telling you that my husband has been a truck driver for an important international company for eight years. One of these trips, driving past, driving past midnight, a young woman flagged him down from the side of the road and, sh- and he stopped. This was his biggest mistake. He did not know what hit him. A strange feeling came over him. The young woman was going his way. After offering his help, this woman invited him into her house. She lived in a strange place there on the side of a mountain. From that day, she trapped the spirit of my husband. She did it to the degree that he basically already belonged to her. That strange woman had six more women at her service who together formed the legion of the seven witches that agreed to steal souls from the people of Monterrey. I don't know what she wanted with my husband. She was a lesbian. It was strange because he became utterly obsessed with her. He thought about and talked about her night and day. Oh my god. In a fit of jealousy, I chose to separate from him for a short time. But the great love I had for him was stronger and I wanted him back. From that day on, I accompanied him on long trips on the road or whatever it was. Things were getting spiritually difficult for us. So once in Querétaro, Mexico, I spoke to a man that was, quote unquote, a being of light. He warned me that if I abandoned my husband or left him alone, he would die in three days at any given moment. He mentioned that without a doubt, this would happen. And once he was dead, she, the witch, would come examine his corpse because they wanted him dead. You must be of light. Practice only light, he said. He also warned me that a witch that that witch claimed my husband and that his soul belonged to her. If the witch couldn't have him, no one would. Then after she would come to reap the souls of my own children and I. I'd been married with him for 38 years. Up to this point, we were quite happy, so I was not going to let this dumb bitch disturb my home. This witch wanted to destroy my home completely, but it would cost her dearly to do so. One Friday night, six dark shadows appeared and entered through my window. After this, the shadow would come to my window night after night. This presence or beings were strong, strong to the point that it left me bruised and in inhuman pain. Nobody believed me. I felt very dirty, alone, singled out, alienated, afraid. Little by little, I could feel my soul dry up. These shadows would take me out of my bedroom almost every night. In the morning, I would awaken to a cold chill, chilling me down to the bone. It was always the cold of dawn. I would wake up in different ranchos or montes away from my house. These beasts were making me sick physically and mentally. At my house, everything was in chaos. My 19-year-old son married a woman twice his age, and the change was very bad for me. He would mistreat me and ignore me. It wasn't life anymore. It was just fighting over money. We never made enough. It was like sand escaping through our fingers. The rest of us couldn't keep jobs. And to top it off, days later, even my daughter's car was stolen. Night after night, they came to dry up my soul. And I could not let myself be killed in that way. These ferocious witches not only wanted my husband and I, they started attacking my children. They did evil things to them like injuries, accidents, job losses, miscarriages, and strange illnesses. From that moment that woman touched our lives, she cursed us. From those days forward, the accidents were frequent. One day when I was taking a shower, I felt like a peeling, decrepit, boiled hand pushed me, and I nearly broke my neck. In all my waking moments, I would feel an evil presence by my side to the point that I was even afraid to sleep. I literally felt like these demons would kill me at any moment. 
but they made a grave error in tormenting me. I began to believe in the power of the Holy Trinity and the Twelve Truths of the World with more fervor than I ever had before. I would send my husband every night to sage and sprinkle holy water over the entire trailer since that was our only source of income. I had to start looking out for myself when I slept because there was no explanation of how I woke up far from it, far from home in the mountains or ranchos. So she was literally waking up in That's different insane. places when she would like when she would fall asleep. I swear to you, this was a very heavy thing and getting too much for me to handle. I felt like I was on edge at all times. I would implore my family not to leave me alone because when I closed my eyes, these witches would automatically come to hurt me in my dreams. One night, we all fell asleep way before midnight. I woke up because someone's hands grabbed my legs and others grabbed my arms. When I opened my eyes, I saw shadows all around me, but these weren't the silhouette of witches. They were masculine, tall, and brooding. This presence was strangling me. I began to pray the 12 prayers. I had a moment of hesitation and these demons laughed at me. I prayed even harder. I closed my eyes and asked for protection. When I opened my eyes again, they were gone. I went with the man again, the being of light, and he stressed to me that we were already cursed by these witches and that they would stop. Would they would not stop until they gave our souls to the devil. She would see us bleed out. Well, we found out for sure that they were the seven witches of the Legion of Satan in Monterrey, Nuevo León. By the way, one of the most ferocious known covens. Sadly, this was not the end of it. On one occasion that same month, I accompanied my husband to Celaya, Guanajuato, where it took him a while for the workers to load his truck. We left there before midnight heading in the direction of Aguascalientes. Already on the dark highway, we felt something land on top of the truck. The cabin of the trailer started to destabilize to the point that my husband could not control the steering wheel. A putrid smell washed over us and made me want to vomit in that dark cold night. In truth, we felt like death was close. My, hor- my horrified husband shouted, Love, look at me. And when I turned to see him, something was at the glass. Something horrible peeking at us. Oh my god. That thing was eaten from the face. It had its skin and features missing. It had no eyes and was bleeding from orifices on his face or whatever it was. It used its long nails to scratch the windshield slowly as it looked in our direction all while the trailer was speeding down the dark highway. With the courage I had, I took the 12-knot lasso and began to pray the 12 truths of the world. That thing had an effect on me, though. It didn't let me concentrate. Even more so when I knew that we were about to crash because my husband couldn't control the trailer. The beast jumped backwards and turned into a huge owl that was trying to block our view out of the windshield. As I began to pray the 12 truths, she was losing altitude. This witch writhed in pain and cursed at me and even said things that I will never forget. Suddenly, a loud thud was heard as we ran over something, and at that moment, we gained control of the trailer. We both watched as something shot out in front of the truck, falling meters from the road. We were afraid to get out of the trailer. There, uh, there we saw on the ground a bird the size of a guajolote that decreased in size as the minutes passed, until it became regular-sized. It died without us even touching it. By dawn, we knew we had killed the first witch out of the coven, but from that day on, more and more bad things started to happen to us. Oh my god. After that, our trailer broke down. We also crashed, and on one occasion, the trailer's brakes failed. When they finally engaged, my husband smashed his face in the steering wheel. Not to mention the bottle of ammonia incident. A bottle of unscrewed ammonia fell on my husband's face, spilling all the contents over his eyes. He was on the verge of losing his sight. We started to become afraid of being out at night. Now that we had killed one of them, 
the main one's fury was only going to get wilder. A few weeks after my husband healed from the ammonia burns, we were carrying a load to deliver in Orizaba, Veracruz. When crossing over the hills out of nowhere, we saw some balls of fire. Within seconds, a huge, ro- a huge solid rock the size of a football came through the windshield and came within inches of crushing my husband's head. In fact, when I prayed and nodded the second knot into my prayer, this stone turned to dust in front of us. We both turned pale with fright. And there we understood that now we would have to fight to the death with them. So we drove with the glass shattered and at dawn we arrived with load with the with the load to our destination. We always spent more money we didn't have fixing that damn trailer. It was our only source of income. On our way back we visited the man again, the being of light, and he warned us that our days were numbered. We either find a stronger attack against these witches or our so- or, or our souls were condemned to hell. After a few months of, of dealing with all of this, we were, we were given the knowledge of the 13 truths, an extremely strong and lethal and effective weapon, but difficult to learn. Since we had killed the first witch, they stopped sending their demons. Things calmed down a little bit and lulled us into a sense of safety. One night before midnight, I let my three dogs out in the yard, and within minutes we were, we were resting when suddenly the dogs started howling. They barked in an agonizing way as if they were being attacked. I looked outside and saw four dark silhouettes that tore them apart without mercy. At that moment, I suddenly woke up. She was dreaming. I was dreaming with my eyes open. There in front of me stood a silhouette of a man with grotesque hands and claws. I had never seen this man before. The man fully stood up and was almost two meters tall. The top of my head barely reached under his chest. His face was that of a devil's. He started hitting me and thrashing me against the floor. In that moment, I remembered the 13 truths of the world and my 13 holy saints. I began to pray. The blows no longer hurt me, and he and those beasts that killed my animals fell struck down to the ground before such an an effective prayer. They had my husband subdued, and when he went out to the patio, there were only remains burning as if they were garbage next to the body of my brave dogs. So whatever those beings were started burning up when she started praying. Like they burned to a crisp, like plastic bags. Inside my house, that aberrant being writhed and took its time to die. My children were not at home. They stayed in another town with my relatives. I passed out after this. That morning, I knew we had discovered the thing that would bring these witches down. Far away from us, early that morning, it is said that at El Cerro de la Silla, laments and sobs were heard because we had killed a sorcerer in our home. He was powerful and had agreed to be an emissary of a demon. Now we were really on the verge of death because we finished off all the dark beings that witch had made packs with. Do you know where El Cerro de la Silla is? No. Monterrey. What is that? It's a big mountain that looks like a, a horse's seat. Oh. Like the like the saddle. Mm-hmm. And so they call it El Cerro de la Silla. But people say that they see a lot of balls of fire and witches flying around the mountains there. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Several weeks later on our way back from Leon, it was around three in the morning and my husband began to nod off and fall asleep at the wheel. I watched helplessly. I started to fall asleep as well and couldn't control it. Once again, a witch stood in front of the hood of the trailer and she was looking at us through the windshield. We heard voices and curses hurled towards us. This witch compelled control of the trailer and sent us straight into the opposite lane where we're going head to head with another trailer to our certain death. My husband was asleep and I was completely immobile. 
Thank God the other trucker maneuvered and managed to keep from crashing into us. We almost died there. I was very scared and angry. I took my prayer rope, got out of the truck, and with all the strength of my heart and in front of the other trucker and his companion, I finished my 13 truths of praying. A bird fell from the sky and crashed on the floor meters from us. It was huge. Everyone was horrified by this act. She did not lie dead there. On the contrary, she got up with a strange body, half woman and half bird. That was the witch woman who started everything months ago. She was alone, but she was very powerful and she did not want us to see her disfigured and defeated face. She was at the mercy of us. The trailer drivers were trembling and only I, a strong woman over 50 years old, was facing her. I was about to defeat her. Seconds later, that witch dragged herself towards some bushes as she was dying. This one did not give up and as soon as she could, she flew again, despite the fact that she was injured. We got on the trailer following parallel to her, to her while I was praying. Nothing was happening to her. I prayed harder and nodded faster. I started to have visions in which she managed to rip out my husband's soul and that made it impossible for me to pray anymore. From that day on, they never bothered us after five years. Unfortunately, more witches have taken up strength now and more have returned. But in God, we find the we we will find the help and the power. The blood of Christ bless us as well as the twelfth truth of the world. I will tell them to you. I thought this was so interesting. Twelve, the twelve apostles. Eleven, the eleven thousand virgins. Ten, the ten commandments. Nine, the nine months that the most holy mother Mary carried the child Jesus in her womb. Eight, the eight heartaches. Seven, the seven words. Six the six candlesticks, five, the five wounds, four, the four gospels, three, the three divine persons, two, the two tablets of Moses. One is the holy house of Jerusalem where the crucified Christ lives and reigns and will reign forever and ever. Amen. I thought her adding that fucking prayer at the end was so creepy. Oh my God. Wasn't it weird? It reminds me of um, that movie we talked about last month. The Invocation? Yeah. Yes. And then she closes out by saying, terror is closer than you think. And I don't say it. They do. Oof. Yeah. I was like creepy as fuck. So then I looked up the 12, the 12 truths of the world. And it's an actual prayer that people use. Like a Catholic <clears throat> prayer? Or is it like, what, like what? Kind of like unorthodox. Okay. Yes. But mm-hmm. like officially, no. So basically what you do is you start the first stanza and then you read, one is the holy house of Jerusalem where the crucified Christ lives and reigns and will reign forever and ever. Amen. And then you start again and you mm. start the, the same stanza again, but then you say the two tablets of Moses two the two tablets of Moses one, one is the holy house of Jerusalem where the crucified Christ lives and reigns and will reign forever and ever. Amen. And so you keep adding, you start again, you add another one. So then you go three, two, one. And then you start again, you add another one. So it's four, three, two, one. And so this prayer ends up being very long because you have to keep repeating it and adding one more truth every time you say it. Uh Then when you get to all 12 truths, you say the prayer again, but you remove one truth again. So then you go 12 and then you take off one. And so it's 11 and then it's 10. So this, this prayer and the nodding can become like hours of praying. Oh my god! I thought it was so interesting. I had never I've heard never of this heard prayer of before. That before. Honestly, yes. it 
I understand that there are like brujeria is very much like a thing for me. Like I, some people don't believe in it. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Um. But it's so fucked, man. That they're like this coven went after this this couple. It's like, what are they? What are they doing to you? Why? Why go through this trouble? I th- you know what I thought like, was there's kinda... bigger evil fries, a bigger bigger fish to fry. Famous Mama, people. Mama, get Jeff Bezos. He's right there. Yeah. He's bald. But why are you fi- why are you like attacking this couple? You know what I thought was so funny in this story, where yeah. she's like, I don't know what she wanted with my husband. She was a lesbian. She was like something they, they LGBTQ like, just happened. <laughs> she like <laughs> threw that in the story, and I was like surely it was important so that i like left it in but yeah. then it's like oh evil lesbian witch evil lesbian lesbian <laughs> Ooh. oh so what do you think thinner. was that good no it was good wow uh, it was a like very long have, story we should have ended on that one because i feel like i mean mine are like okay i guess <sighs> okay well good job good job thanks so this i have two more stories so this one is I got from a YouTube video by Relatos de Horror. They are I love that bitch. They're a really good YouTube channel. If yes. you guys very much like uh kind of like an low ambient relatos which are like re it translates to like retellings but they're like like people's personal experiences. They submit them and they're usually like in a really long format. Um cuz some videos can be like 9 to like an hour long. So this one is titled Historias de Brujería, Volume 23, titled, it, it, well, it was, the video was like f- different stories, like six stories, I think, and this one in particular, I took, I transcribed it. So it's titled Comida Favorita, submitted by Itzel, translated by me. About four years ago, I was in a relationship. Like any other, everything was fine until we had been dating for three years. Uh, We decided to move in together, but apparently that didn't work. I decided to distance myself from him since the relationship became a bit toxic. He asked me to go to his house to talk one day. Surprisingly, his mom had made uh, made me my favorite food, and I gladly accepted it. As days passed, I began to feel a little more strange than normal. I started to think more about him, and I had an urge to know how he was doing. I was sure that I no longer wanted a relationship, but even so after this, I got back with him just like that. Little by little, I noticed certain changes in me. I gained weight, my hands swelled up, my self-esteem plummeted, I ate too much, but that's only where it began. At night, I couldn't sleep, and I would feel a presence behind me. I always saw shadows, and I was very afraid to go to sleep because I felt that if I did, I would not be able to wake up. I was afraid of being by myself, but the darkness was my greatest fear. There was the shadow of a man who appeared to me during the night. After all of this, I was taken to a doctor because I had gotten really sick. I had vomiting, diarrhea, and nausea. The doctor prescribed me medicine for dehydration, and of course it didn't work. Until one day, I spoke with my grandma, who lived in a small town where they still believe in cleansing and all of that. So she recommended that I further explore the option as well. Um, that day, I, we arrived with the lady that my grandma had recommended to me. She was present with me, and the lady told me that I had un mal aire, that it requires multiple sessions, and then my womb has shifted. That was weird to me. And she said, like, your, 
in Spanish, she said, se te movió la matriz. Which I guess, to me, I translated as your womb shifted. Wait, her mattress moved? What? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and also, I did want to clarify, in Spanish, it's un malaire, which translates to like a bad air. But I guess a more accurate translation would be like, you have like a negative energy. A or, hex. Or like a, a, a dark cloud over you, kind of. Um, honestly, out of desperation, I just wanted to be healed and feel better. People who had been cleansed before may realize that after the first session, they feel a little better, and that's how it was for me. They did a total of five cleanses. After that, I was a little scared because my stool came out a very dark color, but the lady told me that it was normal and that it, I would be fine soon. However, at that time, I hadn't yet understood the cause of the evil I was experiencing. Three months passed and I decided again to leave my partner. This time he didn't beg for me or anything and we ended up pretty bad. It was when I returned to my grandma's house when she told me, the, la the lady never told you what you had because your partner was there at your feet. But she told me that he had given you polvo de calavera, which is skull powder in your favorite food. Skinwalker. Honestly, I was surprised because I didn't know if this was really bad, but my grandmother immediately explained to me that it was extremely bad, that if I hadn't come back seeking help when I did, maybe I wouldn't be telling the story. He had all that control. He did all of that to control me so that I would be with him even if he treated me badly. It wasn't only that, but he also took a garment of mine to a brujo. Well, they say that if you do good things, good things will happen to you. But if you do bad things, everything will come back to you. Threefold. Well, after two years, his family began to do badly financially. Um, it's worth mentioning that his mother knew everything about this. She was his accomplice. I know that she got cancer and he became unstable in his relationships and eventually became a drunk. At least I'm still here learning to be more selective with the people I want close to me. And I think that until now, it has worked well for me. I'm happily a few months away from getting married. I just wanted to give a quick word of advice. Never eat something that's given to you because you never know with which intentions they're giving it to you. Which to me, I think we mentioned this before, how in a lot of Latin American countries, they don't really like that idea of like potlucks. No, not, yeah, well, yeah, potlucks, but more in the sense of like, if there's like a new neighbor, like you don't bring them food and i think it, it does stem from this idea of like hexing or cursing the food that they give you it's like you don't you don't know with what intentions they're extending that olive branch i mm -hmm. guess okay last last story this one really i mean not really scary but i thought it was really interesting this is from an infobay article by christian calavia it's titled La Maldición de la Diosa del Mar by Emiliano, which translates to The Curse of the Goddess of the Sea, translated by me. As a boy, I used to spend the summer with my grandparents in Punto del Este, Uruguay. For them, the best thing to do was to go fishing on the pier, and I gladly accompanied them. During the summer when I was eight years old, our plans to go to the beach were canceled due to a cloudy day we were having, but I insisted until they agreed. We got in the car 
and went to see Punta del Chileno, a resort that was a little further away from the tourist area. I remember that there were some incredible and extremely high waves that day. We arrived and began the usual ritual. My grandfather stuck uh, the fishing pole in the sand and my grandmother set up the umbrella to protect us from the wind. The sea was rough and brought all kinds of things to shore. Among the candles and flowers that had washed up from the tide, I found a small ceramic plate with a child's drawing on it and put it away. Besides a family that had arrived a while later, we were the only ones around. The sky opened up with my and with my grandmother, we approached the shore to get our feet wet. There we felt a force that made us fall. At first it seemed strange to us, but then we downplayed it. A few minutes later, we heard the heartbreaking cries of members of the other family and went to see what was happening. An older man was coming out of the sea with the body of a baby on his back. The next day, we found out in the newspapers that an old man had tried to take a photo with his eight-month-old grandson with his back to the sea, and a wave snatched from his uh, snatched it from his hands. The most chilling detail was that the boy had the same name as me. Upon returning back home from uh, to the capital, my grandmother uh, went to a, a temple of the Umbanda religion, which originated in Brazil at the beginning of the 20th century and which combines elements of spiritualism and occultism, to tell the person in charge of the place the experience that we had had. She explained that the small ceramic plate we had taken was a tribute to Yamaya, the goddess of the sea, and that we had unwillingly stolen an offering of life a barter in which someone's life is offered to save another. Apparently, when I grabbed that object, I interfered in the ritual, and since the sea had not been able to take me in the first attempt, it took the other baby, who was in the same beach. Many years later, I went on vacation to Mar del Tuyu. One morning, while walking with a friend along the coast, I saw a turquoise sculpture that caught my attention. When I got close enough, I recognized the image of Yamaya from having looked it up on the internet. At that time, cell phones were not what they are now and digital cameras were the norm, so I took a photo of the statue that inexplicably came out inverted. I took it as a warning, a message from the goddess to remind me that I am still in her debt. Why didn't he just give that playback? Just give the playback. She wants her like, dishes no, back. I really liked it. It's I'm like my mom it. with her toppers. El topper. Her, her topper. What I found interesting was that so Yamaya is actually a goddess from the Yoruba uh, religion mm-hmm. off the west coast of Africa, which is now Nigeria, Benin, and Togo. Okay, Azalea Banks. You know her? Mm-hmm. Her cover, uh, mm-hmm. Fantasy. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a black mermaid. Mm-hmm. She based it off of Yumaya. Oh, okay. So you know how there's a controversy going around about um, Black Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Whitney like, Houston. Not my, like, is that just me or is that Whitney Houston? That little girl. Um, <laughs> But to say that there are not Black Mermaids, like Yumaya is right there. If you look up pictures of Yumaya, she is a Black Mermaid. Anyway, besides the point, but I thought it was so interesting how it's like, you don't, I don't really hear a lot of stories like this in Spanish. No. And this was like in Uruguay. Love Ooh, fucked friend. up shit happens there. 
Oh, does it? No, I'm just kidding. We never hear anything about it. Are they even a, are they even a country? Are they real? Shut the fuck up. I, I actually saw a joke back. about that. I literally just saw a joke they about that this week. They just week. want to be mentioned. They just, they're happy to Hi, be Uruguay. here. We love that. What do they have? That guy from Cobra Starships. What's his name? Gabe Saporta? Or is he from Paraguay? Goodbye. Anyway, so that that was that was the story. Um, I like I said, I really thought it was really interesting how they like Yamaya. I have not heard her in a really long time because she's a, a Yoruba goddess. So like another reference, the music video for Beyonce when she was like, "Hold up, they don't love you like I love you." The yellow dress. Slow down. Yeah, the yellow dress is based off of another Yoruba uh, goddess. So this is interesting. Yes, this very interesting. That's it. That's all we have for this. Wow. Month. Well, kind of wanted something different. So I hope you guys like it. Happy Halloween. To be honest, I want to find something scarier. I will find something. Let's scarier. play the, the, what is it? The pentagram in the Ooh, dark game? No. Uh, even better. We're go- We should do creepy pastas for next year. Creepy pasta. We should do an episode with just creepy pastas for mm. another Halloween special. How would you translate that into Spanish? A creepy pasta. Es como una. Es como unos fideos que dan miedo. First of all, <laughs> apologize How for that accent. accent. It was bad. It was bad. Te quiero mucho, Baboni. <laughs> Te quiero you mucho, Baboni. Listen to that album so much. Stop. You can keep listening to the album. Just stop doing the accent. Te quiero mucho, Baboni. Creepy pasta is, is una, is una creepy pasta. <laughs> Espagueti embrujado. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what else to call it. Videos <laughs> espantos. Oh, that's good. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Wait a minute. TMTM, don't steal that. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Speaking of fideo, you know what I really want? My mom used oh to make God. me this little fideo that she would like. She would get that little bag of La Moderna fideos and put them in the little pan and then like toast them a little bit. Then blend like an onion and like tomato. And Mexican then put it in childhoods and put water in it. Built on and the then back of those fideos. When that was done, she would like uh-huh. get it out and then I would put mayo in it. And then mayo? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. With tortillas de maíz. Mm. Delicious. Mayo? Yes. Okay. In Durango, that's how we do. We you put mayo in jail. it. You <laughs> Okay. Bad I Bunny's mean... going to come pick you up and take you to Puerto Rican jail for that fucking accent you did. Te quiero mucho, Baboni. <laughs> He's going to be like... <laughs> Say that from the other side of the bars. <laughs> like, I hope you like prison food. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, do you have anything else to say before uh, before I embarrass myself again? Please end this. <laughs> um. Yes, I have something interesting to say. Okay. Interesting. All right. All right. Goodbye. I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> I was over here waiting. I was clenching my teeth. No in anticipation. No. Well, I have nothing thank else. Thank you to all add. for listening. I'm so sorry that we're a little messy. Oh yeah, every our, time our headphones stop working. So something we hope happened that, with our sound stuff. We hope that everything is. I mean, we see it recording. Every, it looks good. 
But <laughs> hopefully Santo Claus brings us some gifts this year. But I feel like we've been very bad this Santo year. Claus. Santo Claus. Saint Nicholas. Pero mira cómo baila, cómo baila el Santo Claus. Ho, 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 ho. Anyways, can you say the outro because my computer died? Oh my God. Why didn't you say something earlier? Oh, yes. This is why we're still holding on because you have to read the was, outro. No, I was waiting for you. I was over here fucking dancing. Okay. So like all said, thanks for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Gizbooky Podcast and on Twitter at Gizbooky Pod. Also, email us any any story suggestions or your own scary stories at Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, special thanks to Taylor Turner for the artwork and Kyle Fields for the intro music. Mm. And don't forget to tell someone you love how much they mean to you. Happy Halloween. Feliz Dia de los Muertos. Happy Halloweener. Happy Pumpkin Patch. Happy birthday in October. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>